Real fake fact, Johnson's baby shampoo's secret to no more tears is that it actually cauterizes your tear ducts. <laughs> <laughs> it's burning them so that you can't actually create them. Yeah, it still hurts, though. That's how you know it's working. <laughs> In 2011, a crack podcast unit was sent to Colorado Springs by a cord of snowflakes for being too good for the rest of the world. These men, and sometimes ladies, promptly escaped from a world of monotony to the podcasting underground. Today, still wanted by the SJWs of the world, they survive as podcasters of no fortune. But, if you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can listen to the Geek Out Heroes. Welcome to the Geek Out Heroes. This is Vargo. This is Josiah. Miles. Anderson. Listeners, um, let's start off with uh, what we're going to do is, I, I know we had talked about doing the uh, Last of Us 2 spoiler cast, and we're still going to do that, but what we're going to do is we're actually going to do a regular show today, and uh, after this we'll we'll have a separate episode for you just to talk about the Last of Us 2. That way you don't have to worry about, oh, where do I stop or anything like that, and we don't have to say, hey, spoilers ahead. But Miles and I are going to give you an update on what we think about the game in a bit. First off, let's talk about some news. Apparently Sony showed off what the PS5 uh, game cases are going to look like, and uh, they they look like the PS4 game cases, only with oh, you know white and black at the top instead of blue and white. Yeah, it's, nothing spe- it's nothing special. And evidently fans are mad. Like they they were expecting something revolutionary, and I'm like, really? After the PS5 logo reveal, like you expect something completely redesigned for for a game cartridge or for for like a game case? It's a box that holds a disc. What more do you want? Yeah, and and eventually, listeners, within this next generation, we are going to go ahead. We're going to head more and more to digital. So more and more people are going to be going towards digital. That's why Sony made the digital version. So that's. It's kind of expected at this point. I'm upset that they're not going to be in V shape form. Oh, yeah, really? Get away with the rectangles. I mean, yeah. why isn't it so perfectly well on a shelf in a shape of a V? Why isn't my game <laughs> case completely designed like a spaceship? <laughs> it shouldn't match, right? It should have like these flaring fins going out, and I have to grab onto them and pry them open to get to the game, and the game just kind of slides out or something. Yeah, um, the, the disc doesn't slide in and out. You have to pry the case open. Yeah. Exactly. To drop it straight into the drive. Yeah. That was hoping it come like in a hard casing. The Sticks circle. out like a tongue you pull it. See, now that that <laughs> makes the design of the console itself make a little bit more sense. They're, they're flared it. at the top, yeah. so you can, you can pull it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was just hoping hard casing around it so it could double as a frisbee. <laughs> <laughs> the outrage over it, I, I don't understand. I mean, it's just a game. It's just a game case, so whatever. Uh I mean, I, mean, I don't it, think it looks good, but I don't really give a shit. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm I'm case. going digital for the next for their next system anyways. The only one I'm getting with a disc is the Xbox, so I'll be fine. <laughs> In the end, I think we'll all be okay. Uh, yeah, it, does the is the case going to serve a purpose? Is it going to f- fulfill that purpose? That's literally all you need to worry about. 
Another thing that's uh, happened is Sony invested $250 million into Epic Games. That is a massive investment. And that's after, you know, that was after the Unreal Engine uh, reveal and all that stuff are running on the PS5. So it, you got to have to, like, I have this kind of idea that there's somewhat of a partnership going on there. And uh, they really, you know, they really want to support the tech that's going to be behind that. Will, does that mean that Sony's going to probably use a lot of that tech? Maybe, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't see why you'd put a hundred fifty or 250,000 or million dollars, 250,000, <laughs> 250 million dollars of an investment to waste. So uh, we'll see what comes of that. And uh, I, I think that shows that Sony has a, uh, a lot of faith in what they're doing with that engine, especially after seeing how it runs on their own system. Another thing that's happening in consoles is supposedly another Xbox was leaked. And surprise, surprise, it's called the Series S. Uh, <laughs> so... You know, granted, it's a rumor, but would any of us be surprised by this? No, we, we talked about this months ago about the fact that they were going to have two consoles. One was going to be digital. One was not. And the other one is going to be probably a little weaker, like the last you know versions were. And it's going to be called a Series S. Listeners, we had talked about the fact that the new Xbox is literally just called the Xbox. Most people think it's just it's actually the Xbox Series Series X. You want to get technical. It's literally just the Xbox Series. <laughs> Instead of it being the Xbox One or Xbox, you know, 360. But uh, the yeah, we've we've talked about the piss poor naming conventions. Yeah, <laughs> but the this news, like this leak, is coming from pretty reliable sources. This is a person that leaked the Xbox uh, Series X originally, so there's there's a lot of legitimacy to this. We'll see if it actually comes true, but supposedly based off of what they're seeing. Uh, the Series S will be significantly weaker. In fact, it'll be almost as uh, almost the same kind of specs wise, power wise, I should say, as the Xbox One X. And you might be thinking, well, <clears throat> if that's the case, why don't I just stick with the Xbox One X? Well, you probably could, but at the same time, it's going to have some of the newer features coming out from AMD that will run things a little more efficiently than the Xbox One X does. Keep that in mind. And it's the thing that I'm more interested in the fact is that Microsoft is toying around with this as the entry level console for it versus the Series X, and they are supposedly they are like seriously. Yeah, if I can get words to come out of my mouth properly today, I did this earlier with uh, you know ambiguity with Anderson saying that word like my brain turned off like mid word. Stupid. Good, good ten seconds. To yeah, to just pronounce it. <laughs> took me a while for me to just go okay think about it in your head and say what your head is telling you to say. Um, so supposedly Microsoft is actually really considering doing an entry level console at like 250 bucks, which is, that would be impressive as hell to see them, have, see them do that. And on top of that, they're also supposedly considering doing the Xbox series X at $400. And that could upset Sony based off of a lot of people who are sitting there going, oh, it's going to be 500 you know, $600. And Sony might be looking at those those prices going, well, people are really, really willing to pay this. Well, if Microsoft comes out and goes, well, we have the more powerful console and it's only 400 bucks, <laughs> Sony might be going, yeah. shit. <laughs> because Sony does not want to have a repeat of the PS3 versus the Xbox 360. Because when that price yeah. point hit, that killed them. And it took them an entire generation to catch up. 
So Sony does not want to have that again. So I'm really hoping Microsoft does that and says, yeah, we have an entry level console that's, you know, it's it's weak, but it'll still play all your games. And it's going to be 250 bucks. And we have the Series X at $400. And if they do that, Sony's going to go, okay, it's 400 bucks across the board. We're just going to do 400 bucks because that's that's what our competition's doing and we have to be able to make to to match that. Um and we'll do, you know, three maybe you know maybe do 300 or 350 for the uh for the digital i'm expecting the digital at this point to have about a hundred dollar price gap between that and the the disc version because and i'm and the only reason i'm saying that is because we know the tech behind it we know that the the disc drive in it's like 15 bucks but most of the public doesn't know that (laughs) and most of the public's like well it's got a disc drive and this one doesn't i'll just pay the 50 dollars so you want to create that kind of incentive of oh you go all digital it's just a hundred dollars less yeah so, I mean, that's part of the reason I'm doing it, that and I'm lazy and I don't want to get up and change discs. <laughs> so uh, we hope that actually ends up being true, listeners. But, uh, I'll, you know, when I, when I heard about the Series S, I went, well, yeah, duh. In other news, uh, Far Cry 6. By the way, Miles, Far Cry 6 was leaked. Was it? Originally. And almost immediately after, Ubisoft put out a trailer. <laughs> I thought it was just so, a teaser. No, it was actually leaked. It was leaked by a storefront. And almost immediately that the uh, teaser came out. The thing I saw was was, you know, from Ubisoft on their Far Cry page. And it was just like a, I don't know, like a four second glyph or a gif or, or something yeah. like that for um, Giancarlo Esposito uh, yeah. lighting a cigar. I was like, all right, you're going to use him as your next bad guy. All right, cool. <laughs> Yeah, it, it was one of those funny things of, you know, that's why I laughed because Shayna had brought up the fact that it was a leak and I and I, I thought it wasn't a leak either. But apparently, yeah. yeah, it was it was leaked on us. It was leaked by a storefront put on Twitter. And almost immediately after that, Ubisoft made the announcement. I mean, in all reality, it's just kind of hype for uh, their event that's coming up. The yeah, Ubisoft but they, forward or whatever. They did release what like uh, essentially what the game's going to be about. And if uh, you've played the last four numbered Far Cry's, you've played Far Cry six. You get to this fantastic island location that has all these different kind of things on one island, you know, desert, forest and all this stuff. Uh, This time they're basically using everything that they've made for the past four Far Cry games. And you have to take on a dictator that's evil. And I went, wow, this sounds really, really familiar. Oh, yeah, it's every single fucking Far Cry game you've ever made. You guys don't. Can you can you be soft? Can you guys just create a new story? Can you create something new for Far Cry and still call it Far Far Cry? I mean. It it just doesn't doesn't seem like it. I mean, hell, even even the, the most recent one is basically the same kind of story you have the two you know tyrannical twins taking on everybody and you have to stop them yeah oh great it's well, just a reskinned map of the one that was used in the prior game and it, that's exactly <laughs> what it was so don't get wrong i would play it but i'm not going to buy it <laughs> for full price yeah i i just don't want to play it i don't care like i i've played this game i've no. played it before i no no desire to play it and that was pretty much all I wrote down for this week of the things that I wanted to talk about. I don't know if you guys want to talk about anything else. Uh, I watched the uh, second season of Hannah on Prime. It was really good. You know, it's a 
nice little action series. It's based off of a book, I think, and a movie. Yeah, I don't know. See, <laughs> there's there's so many there's so many licenses that are in that same uh, bloodstream that it's really hard to keep track of for me. But it's entertaining. Did they take a second to explain to everybody that Venezuela wasn't destroyed by socialism? I just noticed they've been trying to put like a political message in like most of their shows. I was I was a little concerned when I was watching uh, this season just because there there's a part where one of the you know uh, indoctrined uh, girls or whatever uh, assassins mm-hmm. they're basically all given cover lives, right? Yeah. And most of them you know acknowledge that oh hey you know. This is a cover. This is you know who I'm supposed to be now, et cetera, et cetera. And there's one girl that takes it a little bit far to it, an extent, and she thinks it's absolutely real. And it kind of came across for a little bit as, well, this is my truth, so it's real kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, God, don't do that. And uh, they don't really commit to that. It's more like, you know, she just has a fucking screw loose. But it's worth a watch. If you enjoyed the first season, watch the second. Yeah, uh, first season was okay. I wasn't really, I wasn't really drawn into it, so I think I'll probably skip this one. But it's good to know that if, if you enjoyed the first one, it's good to keep keep going with it. Uh, I mean, I'm not I'm not watching Jack Ryan again. So no, that shit was boring as hell. It was super fucking boring. Uh, first season I stuck with just because I like uh, the character of Jack Ryan, especially from the movies and the uh, books, but. The first season was like, ah, you know, I don't know if I'm going to be able to hang hang with the show. And then the second season was so boring. That's really sad because the first season was a snooze fest for me. Yeah. You would think it would pick up by the second season. Yeah, it's just uh, the second season is just a lot of nonsense. So I was just like, you know what? I'm good. I'm out. Anything else, guys? We've had a lot of stuff happen or uh, happening over the last few weeks. They showed off like some cyberpunk. Yeah, the uh, the updated graphics. Yeah, the updated graphics was shown off. Yeah, it looks uh, looks phenomenal. Yeah, a lot of uh, yeah. oddly, a lot of a lot of people were sitting there going, "It looks worse now," and I'm like, "I are you seeing the same game?" I watched a breakdown. There was one scene that looked worse. Um, I can't, I couldn't tell you which one it was, but there was one of them that didn't look as good, and it's mostly because. They kind of dumbed down like a bodyguard, so he's like very cookie cutter instead of a unique character. Yeah, in the scene, and that's really the biggest gripe on that is you took an interesting, you know, unique bodyguard and you just made him into, you know, faceless. Uh, yeah, that black might shirt also guy. that could also end up being <laughs> because of what we were seeing from a demo was placing another character in a scene so you could see them. Uh, yeah, maybe. We've seen that happen before. I mean, the Last of Us uh, two demo uh, that originally aired at uh, E three, uh, you end up playing through that section, uh, a similar section in uh, the actual game, but it's very different in the demo versus the actual the actual game. And part of that is because they just wanted to show off, uh, you know, certain dynamics in it. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, overall, it looks looks fantastic. Uh, they put a lot more detail in. Looks yeah. a lot more crisp. I was really, you know, I was always really impressed with uh, Cyberpunk 2077. And uh, when they showed off like, hey, this is what, we, what we've been improving and stuff like that. I'm like, sweet. I look forward yeah. to my my PC, you know, exploding, trying to run it. Yeah, I uh, I watched the video on YouTube and then I looked down at my tower and I heard a coughing noise. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so I know I've got some upgrades to do before November. Are we still looking at doing an AMD build? Probably. Sanderson, what do you got? 
Just deep diving into some random rumors, like I saw, like Tencent was in talks of purchasing Liu, which is the publisher for Warframe. I heard that Sony was looking at doing that. So this happened yesterday. Oh, okay. That Tencent hopped into the wagons and almost offered double what Sony was going to do. Yeah, and here's the problem, listeners. The reason why the Tencent is doing that is one because they are part of the Chinese, you know, system and the CCP, and. uh I know I wasn't going to talk about politics, but I can talk about the CCP. They suck. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh looking motherfucker. Um, so, which by the way, listeners, in case you don't know, because of the latest changes that have happened in Hong Kong, the Geek Out Heroes, literally none of us can go into China now. Because uh, China decided to essentially tell, tell the entire world that if you've ever said anything bad about their country, they can arrest you the moment you get off the plane. That's, oh, that's cool. I've always that's wanted good to, to know. I didn't, I didn't realize that they had ownership of the rest of the world and their laws, but okay. I've always wanted to go on vacation and get black bagged as soon as I get off the plane. Yeah, that's literally, <laughs> that's basically what they said. And they can hold you for how long is it, Miles? Six months. Six months without, without, without even charging. talking to anybody. Without even talking to anyone. Yeah, you'll be dead way before that. Yeah. yeah. Um, you wish you were. <laughs> probably. Uh, so, uh, listeners, if you, uh, if you've been you haven't been keeping up with that, I, I highly encourage you to, to look into the laws that are now being put in place in Hong Kong, Hong Kong, which once was the most free region uh, in China uh, as their as their part of their, their government, aside from uh, Taiwan. Who considers themselves not a part of China, even though China considers them a part of it, uh, Hong Kong was probably one of the one of the most free regions, and they have literally lost all of their rights every single right that they had. And they didn't have a whole lot to begin with. And the only thing that they asked for was that they wanted to be able to talk. They wanted to be able to speak out against their government. You know, the thing that we take for, we take complete advantage of here in the United States. We can say whatever the hell we want. Why we have one of the greatest amendments in the world. Yeah, they don't have that. So highly encourage you to take a look into that. And it's, it's very sad. Uh, but hopefully the rest of the world is going to live up to what they're saying and they're going to give a lot of people uh, visas and uh, asylum, uh, asylum yeah. from from their from their country. Uh, I think uh, Britain's looking at it's, doing it's like three UK million, yeah, three, three million because the, you know, uh, listeners, in case you don't know, the UK used to actually uh, have ownership of, of Hong Kong before they gave it up, which they never should have done. UK hopped in it, Australia hopped in it and so New Zealand. Okay. Yeah, and I know that uh, Trump is also looking at doing the same thing. You know, listeners say what you want about the guy. You know, at least that's a good thing, right? To try and help out a, a whole group of people who just lost all their rights. Yeah. And then speaking, I just got I just got us canceled because I said something nice about the president. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Every pile of shit's got a nugget of gold in it somewhere. It's that's yeah. the thing is like you know, uh, we have like we we say what we want in, in our country, and we we take complete you know we take that completely for granted. And we have a whole group of people right now who are literally trying to tell you that you can't do that. Not even just, you know, not even, not even in other countries, but in our own country telling us we can't say things. We can't say things. Yeah. Because it hurts somebody else's feelings or offends somebody. Go fuck, fuck yourself. <laughs> I don't care if it fucking offends you. Eat a giant bag of shit. I could say whatever the fuck I want. It's why I live here. One of the great things about this, if you don't like it, fucking move to China. If you don't like people being able to say what the what the fuck they want, move to China. Go enjoy that life. Have a good time. Take a pot of honey with you. <laughs> you have the freedom in this country to leave if you want. You don't have that everywhere. So 
feel free. Hell, if you defect, I'm pretty sure the United States would actually buy you a ticket and send you over there. I was going to say, I'm going to flip it over to Xbox. But uh, the getting yeah. really, really quick, getting back to the Tencent thing, I didn't realize Tencent was throwing their hat in. And the reason yeah. why, I guarantee you the reason why they're doing it is because I think Sony was looking at trying to buy them or trying to buy them out because Sony wanted to make sure that they didn't get the censorship that everybody else ends up in, in you know, getting incurred on them because that company's based in Hong Kong. Yep. And... Uh, Tencent is very much entangled with a lot of the CCP. And this is why <clears throat> any time, this is why when uh, I said Platinum Games got bought out by Tencent, I said I wouldn't touch any of their stuff ever nope. again. And that's the thing that I'm kind of concerned with. Like The, the nice thing is that Warframe is developed by a Canadian developer. Yeah. So they're, the they're, apart, they're apart from, this is a publisher, but a publisher can impose a lot of shit on a developer. And I am hoping that that doesn't end up happening, or I'm hoping that if if Sony sees that that that's going to happen, that they just do, or or somebody turns around and just buys the rights to Warframe itself, just the name, to get it out of there, to get it away from there, because that I think that's why Sony was literally throwing their hat in. It's like we need to get them out of here. It was them, and I think two other developers from other games. Yeah. We need to get them attached or detached from this because this is going to be bad for a lot of businesses and a lot, and, and they're they're going to end up suffering for, from this. And Sony has a good relationship with uh, digital extremes, so I, it was probably one of those things. If this could work out best for us, we have an online cert. We have a lot of online services already, you know, with uh, Sony uh, Entertainment Online, and uh, <clears throat> we can support this. <laughs> we can go ahead and do that. But Tencent, yeah, Tencent has pretty much all the money in the world, and they have ownership of so much shit. So that that's it's really concerning when you see that. And listeners, I know it sounds conspiracy theory and all that shit, but given the fact of the amount of ties that's, that Tencent has with the CCP and the amount of companies that they've owned, the amount of American companies and just Western world companies, I should say, uh, that they've gotten their hands into and how they've changed a lot of the industry and a lot of even the film industry itself, that should kind of worry you about censorship that they can impose here in the States simply because they own a company. They can kind of put the screws to them and say, well, we own you. So you have to do what we say. That's what made a lot of people really concerned with uh, them buying all that stock with uh, Epic games. And that's why Epic games had to fight back. And be like, we, we aren't giving them the entire stock We're we're letting them have a large portion of it because it's money and people like money, but and Epic. Yeah. It only translates to like 1.4%. What, Tencent owns? No, no, no. Uh, I thought you were talking about uh, Sony's investment. Oh, no. No, we're talking about Tencent's investment. No, I'm talking about Tencent's Epic. investment yeah, in it. Gotcha. That's, what, that's what people were worried about when Tencent invested in there, or, you know, decided to buy their stock. And uh, they ended up with uh, like 40, what, 48%, I think, ownership of the company? I'm, I'm looking Something like that. Yeah, the, the majority owner is still the head of Epic. He owns 51 I know that. So he, he still makes all the decisions in the end. But it's kind of worrisome when when on his end, like I I wish somebody had reminded him, like, hey, you know, when you allow a company to do this and to, to buy out that much stock, you're essentially opening yourself up for a hostile takeover eventually. Eventually somebody's gonna be able to nudge you out. Forty eight point four percent. Yep. So forty eight point four. So which uh, is estimated to be worth about three hundred and thirty million dollars. <clears throat> yeah. So they don't own, they're not the majority owner, but they own quite a lot 
and it doesn't take much to to eventually sway that. I mean, hell, the owner of the the current uh, owner of the fifty one percent, the creator of of Epic Games, he could you know he could pass oh, away. Wow. He could end up wanting to say, "I just want to retire and sell all my stock." Like anything could happen. That's my point. And he couldn't stop that. He couldn't stop them from buying it. And I would not be surprised if that that eventually ends up happening. If Tencent ends up, if Tencent Tencent ends up opening or, or owning Epic Games, I'm done. <laughs> I'm not not doing anything with them. Like no, I refuse sucks to. Sucks for me too. I love the Gears games. Well, Epic doesn't make those. Coalition makes oh, that's those. Right, it's Coalition so, now. Uh, and that's owned by Microsoft. So, I'm I mean. Safe. You're 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 somewhat safe, and I like I, I know a lot of people are sitting there going, "Well, your consoles come from China." Yeah, well, there's also a reason why the United States Customs requires that any electronics coming out of China has to be checked first for anything that the CCP wants to add into it, because we had a little problem with that back in the '90s, <laughs> where it turned out they were actually implementing extra code that shouldn't be there. So. I mean, I broke down and I bought Mac Warrior Five on the Epic Store, but yeah. I I don't mind waiting another year for when it comes out on Steam and rebuying it and then uninstalling all the everything from Epic. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, because if that happens, I, I yeah, I'm out. That's yeah, it's it's and listeners, I I, I get it. You're probably saying, well, these guys are just conspiracy theory nuts. Like, dude, the CCP is no joke. Like they're fucking messed up <laughs> they have complete control and you don't think they want to impose that on the rest of the world you are out of your mind like the look at the guy the 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 their their president president <laughs> quote their <laughs> dictator uh literally looks like winnie the pooh uh jokingly it's, somebody pointed that out it was a joke and so he banned any images of Winnie the Pooh from China. There's even a South Park episode. Like, yeah, there's there's a South Park episode about it. Like that, he banned a cartoon character from being able to be shown in China because somebody made a reference that he looks like Winnie the Pooh. Does that sound like somebody who's, you know, able to take a joke or even remotely sane? It's and the funny thing with that too is that's a a positive family friendly character, right? <laughs> It's not like, oh, he looks like Mr. Hanky. Yeah. You know? <laughs> he, he couldn't even turn around and be like, they, they look like, they look like, you know, you look like Winnie the Pooh. He, he, he could have easily turned around like, thank you. Yeah, I'm breaking <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm glad I look like a child, a childhood character and that I can be appealing to your family. <laughs> I, yeah. I look like a, t-shirt on. I look like a character that's loved by millions. Thank you. Yeah. I, like if, if I had been given that kind of compliment, I would have played the shit out of that. Yeah. Red shirt yeah. everywhere you go. Yeah. Red yeah. shirt. Red shirt and, and and khakis. The next no. time, the next time I showed up in front of in front of her, I'd be like, yeah. And then and play instead of playing the Chinese anthem, I would have played Winnie the Pooh. See now the the theme song. I probably would have taken it another way, and I would have just worn a red shirt everywhere and made it really awkward at press conferences. Oh, because you had whitey tidies on the entire time. No, just the red shirt. Just the red shirt. <laughs> just all all natural yeah. underneath. I got you. Um, Give me reason to have that censorship. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I run the whole country, then I can do whatever the hell I want. So. Yeah, I mean, does that, like, that That would be the, equal, the equivalent of Trump banning the angry orange. Because somebody made the comment of him, he looks like the, you know, he looks like the angry orange. He's, he's orange man. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, like, 
does that sound like does that sound like a rational reaction to that? No. So <laughs> he's covered in Cheeto dust. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that just sounds crazy. Anyways, listeners, that's that's why we that's why we have our our, our concerns about it. Anyways, Anderson, moving on to other things. I was about to say I'm gonna flip flop and go over to Xbox because the other flip-flop. one I was following on Xbox was I don't know uh. If he knows the- what that means. Sorry, I apologize. Flip, flip flip flop means. I apologize. Yeah. I know what I it say. means. The one eighty discussion. <laughs> I'm gonna turn around. I'm gonna support China. <laughs> what? <laughs> what I meant to say is I'm switching consoles. Gotcha. So over on the Xbox and I was following is that I know Xbox is in talk with Warner Brothers Interactive to get some exclusives. Really? Which I knew they were also they've been talking to you, a lot of studios to pick up exclusives. Do you think they might be looking at trying to get that Harry Potter open world? I think uh, they're going off. Is it, it's it's supposed to be an MMO, right? I think they're going after the Harry Potter game. I think they're also going after a couple of Lego exclusives. Okay. I know they were also talking to NetherRealm to see if they can get an exclusive brand new fighting game for the system. Which I'm gonna guess they're probably gonna try to see if they can land the Injustice game on that. Well, Injustice is being is developed by it's uh, like don't get me wrong, DC's owned by Warner Brothers. Obviously, yeah. they can do whatever they want, but it's developed by uh, it's Nether Realms. Nether Realms and is Nether Realms owned by DC or owned by uh, Warner Brothers? No, Nether Realms run by just that particular franchise. Okay. So I can also see in the future if they actually pull something off, I could see like Injustice Three having like a six month exclusive or something. Okay, I gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they're like, it, it'd probably be more of like a time them exclusive. looking for timed exclusives. Tomb Raider all over. Again. Yeah, which I, I gotta say, I, that drives that that kind of rubs me the wrong way. Now I used to like, I I totally understood it when when consoles, uh, this past generation were starting off and they were kind of like everybody was looking kind of kind of looking for their own exclusive. Like I need an exclusive in order to get this con or get people to buy this console, that kind of thing. And Microsoft was really the big, you know, the the big one on that was because, you know, Sony would do the exclusivity for like DLC and shit, which I didn't agree with at all. But Xbox would do, you know, oh, well, we got the timed exclusive for Tomb Raider and that's going to help sell our console. And I think those are kind of crap ways to do it. You know, either you own an exclusive or you don't. You, you make the games that people want to buy on your console. Or you don't. Granted, Microsoft is in a much better place now where they're actually doing that. But uh, that's kind of a it's kind of a cheap way to go. I mean, then again, like, you know, cheap shot at the same time. I'm pro consoles trying to get exclusives. Um, I'm also gambling from our earlier conversation of coming out lower prices because that only helps the consumer of you two competing each other. Yeah. Would Xbox be nice to get them getting the Harry Potter exclusive or maybe like a Lord of the Rings exclusive? Yeah. Like yeah. consider. So since Microsoft's trying to go for these exclusives, they're basically trying to play the same game they did last generation. Does that make you kind of concerned for the launch lineup for the next oh, yeah. Xbox? And they got to step because that was that was one of the main yeah. that was one of the main factors that made them do that with the last Xbox was because when they launched they didn't have a whole lot of launch yeah, times. They didn't have shit. So they had a couple games. Okay. And this time around, I mean, PlayStation's already announced their lineup. Yeah. So Microsoft's got to show something. Yeah, and they're they're expected to show something off towards the end of the month, right? Am I wrong on that? They were planning in, like, I think not the end of the month, but, like, the end of August. That's a little late to show off your first-party titles. Miles, what were you going to say? Yeah, I was just going to say exactly that. We haven't seen anything that's dedicated to uh, Xbox exclusive for this upcoming uh, console release. Yeah. yeah. We can only guess Halo. That's the only thing we can guess. Yeah. yeah. I would hope that Halo would be a launch title for them. I'm a little wor- I'm still a little worried on Halo being a... Good game or not. Yeah. Not only just a good game, but I'm worried it's going to be a games as a service model. Uh, hmm. 
And just because in listeners, the only reason I, why I say that is because based off the original preview, that was just a preview. It was just a teaser. It seemed more that they were focused on a more open world, kind of like, you know, Anthem. And you give the title Halo Infinite instead of Halo 6. And when you put a title like Infinite in there, it makes me think you're going games as a service because you just want to keep it going forever. And we all know majority of games as a service don't work. There's a few that do, but most of them fail. And they fail because of stupid decisions. So let's hope that Microsoft, if they do do that, that they've learned. Exclusives are needed, though, because exclusives sell consoles. Yes, they do. Uh, Microsoft is taking a very different approach than Sony is, though. Yeah, they have. Microsoft is taking an approach of we just want to sell our games over our licensed products that we already have, which would be like Windows, Xbox One, and Xbox Series that's coming out. So... They're looking at it from we our consoles aren't going to be our money maker. Our games are going to be our money maker, which works out well for me because now I don't have to buy another console because they're putting their games on PC as well. True, but you will if the con- if the games that are going to be on PC don't all have crossplay. Any games that I plan on playing with you guys. True. Majority of the games that I get anymore, I just play by yourself. Play by myself. I was about to say, you don't even play with us anyway. That's fair. You don't play with us most of the time anyways. So well, that's because I'm never home. But, yeah. Listeners, Josiah just doesn't like playing with us. It's understandable. I'm fucking irritating. What he doesn't know is this is actually an intervention. It's not even a podcast. We're not even recording. <laughs> Where's the banner? All I can think about is that episode of uh, It's Always Sunny. It's Always Sunny. So should we come out screaming at the top of our lungs, banging pots and pans and yelling intervention? <laughs> no, that's horrible. Yeah. The one I always think of is how I met or how I met your mother when they kept doing interventions for everyone. Yeah. And they like, they had to have an intervention on not having interventions anymore. Yeah. That was a um, good one. <laughs> but I think that, you know, I, I, and I think that it's funny that Sony's Sony's, uh, you know, still taking the old school approach of, well, we want our games to be able to sell our console. And that's that's what they're that's what they're aiming for. And I think that <clears throat> both of them are very unique in in how they approach it. I think Sony is taking sort of the wrong step in the simple fact that they're expecting everybody to buy an, a, a PS5 simply for certain titles that feel like they should be cross-platform for, for like still, still PlayStation exclusive, but they should be on the PS4 also and the PS5. The PlayStation 4. Yeah. yeah. And uh, just because when they're starting out, like as, as we've, as we've discussed in the past in the podcast, games are really where, where the money's at. Games is where they make all their money back. Consoles, hardware rarely makes money listeners because most of the time they're having to undersell it for, you know, compared to what it costs to develop and create. So when they start turning around and they say, oh, well, you know, we're going to make this game exclusive for the next generation. I feel like those games end up kind of losing money because they they can't sell as well because they're limited by how many consoles are going to be available, how many consoles are going to actually count, you know, are going to be in people's homes and whether or not they can actually get those games into into those gamers hands, because some people who buy those consoles aren't going to buy those games. Because they don't have any interest in that. They have an interest in something else. So when you don't have it on the previous generation as well, you kind of miss out. 
from an already installed audience, you know, installed gamer base of like 90 million consoles. That's how I feel about the new Spider-Man. I don't know how well it's going to do. And hopefully Sony's taking that, you know, taking that into account and not going to go, well, you know, Miles Morales didn't do so well, so we're not going to give him another game. And they go, well, you know, there weren't a lot of game, there weren't a lot of consoles that, out at the time when it came when the game came out, and that's on us. And the economy was shit, <laughs> right? It's a it's so, a definitely a very questionable decision on uh, Sony's part. Yeah, and again, I hope they just take their they're remembering that they are automatically limiting themselves by doing that. Well, let's go ahead and give an update for The Last of Us Two, listeners. There's not going to be any spoilers in this. Uh, I promise. Listeners, I I know everything that happens in The Last of Us 2. <laughs> I haven't finished The Last of Us 2. I am in the middle of... I'm a little more than halfway. Um, I'm about two-thirds, somewhere yeah, around there. Two, like two-thirds I, two is thirds, probably what I, I'd put you at. Yeah. Like somewhere around there. It's, listeners, it is stupidly long. Like It, it is really unbelievable is. how long this game is, and it feels even longer. It feels like I've played this game for 40 hours. And it's not because it's emotionally draining. It's just long. It's tedious. It's a drawn out story for no fucking reason. Because it's a simple idea. And it's just drawn out into bullshit. And I'm now having to play as a character I don't care about. Because they haven't done any character development for this person. Prior. Just jumps right in. So I'm like, all right, well, great, sweet. I don't care about this person, so awesome. I'm now stuck in the game for the next, you know, 15 hours or so trying to finish this. I know we talked about how 10 out of 10 isn't, you know, perfect, uh, according to a lot of people. But I got to think that the 10 out of 10 scores for people that played like halfway through the game and stopped. Yep. Yeah, because I have a hard time believing anybody gets through this entire game. They're like, "Oh yeah, ten out of ten. Yeah, they they based it. They gave a ten out of ten based off of the ideas that they thought were being conveyed, instead of a ten out of ten for an actual good game. And <clears throat> listeners, it's not a badly made game. It's actually the level design is phenomenal. The character yeah. animations are great. Everything most everything of the time is visually stunning. Yeah, everything is pretty much top notch. I still can't stand the film grain, but that's me. Uh, so those fact, you know, those factor into how good of a game is, but they don't make up the game. The thing that makes the game good is gameplay and story for a single player game. And when you have a shit story and you have drawn out gameplay, it makes you go, why the fuck am I still playing this? And I'm literally there listeners. I'm not joking when I say I've, considered stopping where I'm at and just saying, fuck it. Cause I know how the game ends, but I'm sitting there going, I don't care if I get there now. It's so fucking long. Yeah. There was some, one segment I literally ran through because I just didn't give a fuck. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I, I'm ready to be done. Just, I get just it. go. Just what the fuck guys? Come on. Give me a fucking break. Um, And I like I know the I know the encounter that Josiah had talked about the last podcast, the the one that's extremely frustrating and a pain in the ass because I did it and it it sucked. Like, How many times did it take you? Once. Oh. 
Lucky you. Sorry. Was it the one I was warning <laughs> you about, Vargo? Uh, no. No? Wasn't that the, yeah, the, the, you're talking about the pitch black well, area, the holdout? Yeah, we, yeah, we can no, talk about it in the next segment. No, uh, the one that Josiah was referring to is a big boss battle with uh, the secondary character. Not to, I don't want to give any spoilers away. Gotcha. I think that thing ate me like 12 times. Yeah. It was bad. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, it was it was just extremely frustrating like to, to deal with. And it was because I had to use all every single fucking resource I had to take it down. I'm like, this is stupid. This is a bad fight. It kind of made me wonder if there was there wasn't so much uh, health meter. It's you use a certain percentage of. All yeah, your whether stuff or not there was actually die. you were actually doing damage. Who knows? Yeah. Um. At one point, like I actually paused the game and actually considered dropping the the difficulty, just because it was such a pain in the ass. Yeah, I, can I see considered. That. I considered it. I was like, I'm thinking about dropping the difficulty because I'm because I was like, I was literally going, "Am I doing anything at this point? Am I doing anything to kill this thing? This is fucking lame. Like I hate this." Uh especially since I I was I was having to do it with somebody I don't care about. Mm-hmm. Like I don't care about this person. Why? Why am I having to deal with this shit to get to an ending that in frankly, listeners, the ending sucks <laughs> to the game. Like I'll tell you flat out the ending sucks. Like it's, it's going to be one of those things that like, eh, okay. I, I guess that was interesting. Like it doesn't give you anything to really think about because there's no, it's, it's not a contemplative game. It doesn't do anything to build up your character relationships throughout the game to make it seem like you, you really care about a lot of these people. The only person you really care about is Ellie, but the other characters there's, there's no development like there was with Joel and Ellie. There's no, like you're going on this massive journey where a person's heart is completely changed by another human being. It's just slog to get through. My final verdict on it is I absolutely agree with Josiah. It's a Ben. Yep. Agreed. Sad. Well-made game, but it is it is a bin. It is a wait for this thing to go on sale if you absolutely want to experience it. And listeners, if you've if you've played the first la- the the first Last of Us and you're thinking about playing this one, just play the first just play one the again. first one again. No joke, just play the first one again. You'll be happy. It's a great ending. It is the perfect ending to, ending to that game. And know that the second one they should have focused on a different on a different uh, set of characters. I can say one character's name because uh, most people don't know who. That listeners, what they should have focused on was Lev and uh, his sister. They should have focused on those as the new characters for the game and gone with that entire area that they're in and explained that storyline. That would have been a much better game and a much better better experience to go through than what I had to what, what I'm dealing with right now and what Miles is almost done with. No, I finished it. Oh, did you finish it this morning? Yep. Yeah. Like I- 20 minutes before we were supposed to start guest. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of figured you were uh, where you were. Were you at the uh, false ending or I was were you like at the two ending? segments away from fin- being finished? Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So you were, you were where I thought you were when you said, when you said it's still not done. <laughs> yeah. The last yeah. like three segments of the game actually go by relatively quick. Well, it's only, you know, four hour, about four hours left the gameplay after you get the false ending. So wait, it is sorry, listeners. It's it's a Ben. It's not it's not as good as it's it's not a ten out of ten. Uh, I think that a lot of critics one didn't finish the game, and I think uh, and yeah, I, 
they can say they can tell me they finished it as much as they want. They probably finished it afterwards, but I don't think that any of them finished the entire game because uh, I think that they they finished they they got about halfway through and then read the cliff notes and went, oh yeah, this is a great tale. Do I think that the that it's right for fans to be demanding a different story or different ending? No, no. they the the creative director is a different director from the first game. He clearly had his own motivations and his own story that he wanted to tell, and he told that story. That's fine. I don't care for it. I'd rather just play the first game. So I'll I'll keep the first game and I'll never replay this game. Will I finish this game? Fuck, I don't know. I'm I'm not joking when I'm say when I tell you Miles, I'm so close to just stopping. I get it. I was I was just about there myself cuz I didn't know if I was going to get it done in time for cast. And I was yeah. like I could just say fuck it. I was like I'd be all right. Like, yeah, that's and that's it's sad. that completionist side of me, though. I hate leaving games unfinished. I have several that I haven't finished, but I hate doing it. And so I was like, man, I know I'm I, I know I'm close. I was like, I got to just push, I, push ahead. <laughs> I can respect that. Uh, there are some games where it just when I get to this point where I'm just like, I could leave. I could literally leave it and be fine. I would never sit there and go, oh, it bugs me that I never finished it because I know what happens for one. And two, I'm just like it's just not fun. It's not a good game in the end. It's not a, it's not a good story to play through. I just don't care anymore. And the game tries so freaking hard to make you care about certain characters that you just go, I don't care. I literally don't care what happens to these people. Cause I, I view them in a completely different light than, than what they're, they're wanting me to see. So, but we'll get into the spoilers later listeners. Uh, we'll post this podcast, like I said, and then we'll have a spoiler podcast for you. So if you want to hear our full thoughts on that, uh, listen to that later. Anderson, what games have you been playing? All right. So I'll knock out the easy one real quick. So I went ahead and downloaded Pokemon Cafe Mix. This was one of the games they announced, which is a free-to-play puzzle game. Is this on the Switch? It's on the Switch, the iOS, and the Android. Okay, it sounds like it sounds like a mobile game. That's why I was. I asking. can tell you, listeners, from playing it, <laughs> do not download on the Switch. It forces you to use the touch screen. Touch screen, yeah. It's yeah. it's a mobile game. So, I just tried it to do it. Just you know, without the Pokemon announcement it was free. I said, "Screw it, I'll just give it a try." So I'm gonna talk about it. It was a fun puzzle game for about the first hour. And then it starts it's indating definitely you. Definitely a mobile game. Yeah, yeah. definitely a mobile game. <laughs> Did it start asking you, oh, pay $20 more to win? So it literally does the same thing as Candy Crush does. It's like after the first hour. Oh, get all these, ben- get all these bonuses. You, you yeah. run out of energy. Yeah. And you got to wait. <laughs> My biggest issue is the way it's marketed. It's such a fucking casino. I could see a, a lot casino. Of, that is yeah, a casino. It, it is a casino. That is a fucking casino. You've run out of chips. Go get more. And the Continue way to gamble. Yeah. What? And just the way it's marketed, it's gonna. I could see a lot of parents losing a lot of money. To me, this is a bin, only for the fact that that dude. It's so mobile, heavy. And mobile games aren't even a bin, in my opinion. Anytime somebody brings up a mobile puzzle game, I immediately go, "No, that's trash. That is fucking trash. Never play this game." But if you like to play a phone game like for five minutes a day, this will be up your alley. But that's as far as it probably goes. So this is something, you know, to download to play when you're taking yeah. a dump at work. Yeah, this is the game you play while taking a shit. Yeah. <laughs> Here, let me knock out a puzzle real quick. All right, I'm good. Yeah. Shut it off. Don't play for the rest of the day. Yeah. No, thanks. I'm good. Anything else? So you, you got a few things to review. Right? Uh, this 
this is only gonna be the last thing I remember. Okay. So I played the latest uh, Borderlands add-on, Bounty of Blood, or Bounty for Blood. Bounty for Blood. <laughs> That's Bounty of Blood. Bounty of Blood. Um, I really like the theme of this one. This the aesthetics as they went through the. Uh, I would like to be, play Borderlands Three, but I'm pretty sure if we we get into a game together, one of us are. We call this solo, bro. Again. We already know this. It's fucking retarded. <laughs> Pisses me off to know. That's why I play as Flax. Main, that way, I have an AI companion. It's the main reason why I bought the game is so I could play with you guys. Yeah. Otherwise, I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't have bothered. I would have just stuck yeah. with two. Major disappointment. <laughs> Speaking of two, we need to get back into that. Yeah. yeah I'm <clears throat> um. So I played Bounty of Blood, which has the it's like a Wild West slash meets uh, Imperial Japan design throughout the entire stage. Okay. Level, lots of Easter eggs. It was actually pretty fun. The narrator is an old man, grizzled old man that talks you through each story, and it's it's pretty fun to listen to. Come in, shit a while, and listen. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Thanks, Deckard. The villain, I think, compared to the last two campaign DLCs and the actual campaign, the villain of this one is the best villain for the entire game. Okay, well, that's not hard to do. It's not wasn't the bar wasn't set very no. high. Yeah, but it was a fun villain. Like this is something I would have expected from the beginning. You mean they're better than two YouTubers? Two YouTubers, <laughs> a uh, Cthulhu cult, and a jaded ex-boyfriend. Yeah, but this time around, the jaded uh, ex-boyfriend was from the last one, right? That was the handsome jackpot. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah, this was a almost like an evil flack. The villain was able to manipulate and control other creatures around her to attack you while she had her own outlaw gang. Okay. The final boss is 100% an Easter egg for Gamera. You fight Gamera. The giant turtle? A giant fucking turtle. Okay. And it is fun. <laughs> so my perspective for the DLCs is I would say if you were to combine Handsome Jackpot, just the season pass for the three add-ons, I think yeah. it's a buy. Okay. I think the add-ons are better than the main campaign. Especially when you play Guns, Loves, and Tentacles. That was pretty fucking funny. Yeah. Handsome Jackpot was fun, but you just got what you wanted out of it. And then Bounty of Blood. Yeah. So in my perspective, for Borderlands 3, I think the add-ons are better than the main campaign. So I think the add-ons are a buy. So if uh, you're a fan, if you like that kind of stuff, I think it's worth getting. All right. Listeners, I want to give an up or give a review for Darksiders Genesis. Uh, it is absolutely worth buying. Yep. That is a great game. Uh, Did you beat it? No. We gotta finish it still. We gotta finish it still. It's still fun. It's still fun, and I enjoy one. I enjoy playing it, but the only downside to it, and this is literally it, is that it's not four player. Oh yeah, it that's should such a waste. absolutely be all four horsemen in that game because it's 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 a prequel and it should have all four of them. It's annoying as fuck that you don't have all four. Yeah, of you only play as two. And you only play as two. It's only two player co op. It's you know that's. Really it's, it's it's a Diablo clone. It is literally a Diablo clone in Darksiders. Oh, speaking of Diablo clones. But it's Diablo fun listening to the two brothers talk shit to each other. Well, Absolutely. one brother talks shit to the other one, one. One's a serious one, imagine, one's a funny imagine, one. Imagine uh, Strife is basically Deadpool. All right. And he's having to, and he his brother is War, who's super fucking serious. <laughs> All the time. It's great. All right, well, you just uh, at least got me to look at it. Yeah, uh, it runs really well on PC, by the way. I've seen, I've, I've seen it running on PC. It runs really well. Good to know. At least that I've seen. I uh, don't know if it would run super well in yours. because Probably you're, not. Yours is getting kind of old in age. Yeah, I, I was thinking about that the other day. I fired it up and I was like, ah, you know, I think it's starting to show some of its age. Just, yeah. just a little bit. And see, it worked out well for Vargo and I because Strife plays towards Vargo's play style versus War is definitely my play style. So Vargo's the running gun and I have to smash everything. So uh, Darksiders is definitely worth a buy. Do oh, it. Yeah. Um, 
in other news, I forgot to bring this up and uh, I've now got two things to bring up really quick talking about computers. Uh, some more leaks of possible what we're going to be expecting from NVIDIA in the next few months, I think, um, with the next RTX uh, 3000, I think is what they're going to be going with, the 3000 series. The computer, what they're expecting for compute power or for, for power-wise is going to be a bigger boost than what they got from the RTX uh, 2000 series. And the reason is, listeners, is because it's pretty much every other generation for NVIDIA is a jump. And RTX, while it was a jump because of ray tracing, they put so much into ray tracing that the actual power of the card, when you put it up against other things in regular games, really wasn't that it really wasn't that much impressive like of, of an impressive jump it was more of like you were getting like a, a 30 percent to 40 percent maybe a 50 percent boost depending on your resolution and uh if you had ray tracing on well ray tracing made that go to shit so what is being rumored right now is that nvidia both nvidia and amd are investing in having separate chips on their cards that will run ray tracing, kind of similar to how uh, originally how physics uh, worked. Uh, the, when I say physics, I mean the brand physics worked for NVIDIA, where you had a separate card that was literally just a physics card, and it ran the physics engine separately from the GPU. So the GPU didn't get bogged down with that stuff. And that's what it's looking like they're going to be doing this time, only this time the the chip will be directly on the GPU and it'll just, it'll only handle ray tracing. Very similar to how we've seen Sony break down how their ray tracing is going to work and how Microsoft has explained that they have a completely different uh, chip force for ray tracing uh, on theirs. So based off of that tech, you can also expect AMD is doing very something very similar so that none of the GPU is going to be bogged down by that stuff. If that, if that ends up being the case, then you should usually expect a massive leap in power uh, from the next uh, series of, of GPUs from both AMD and NVIDIA. Hopefully we start seeing some more pre, some more stuff drop for that in the next, you know, three to four months. They're getting, it feels like it's been a while since they showed off the, uh, the RTX uh, 2000 series. Yeah. But uh, that's just, that could also just be the consumer and gamer inside of me wanting to see something new. Like kind of how, how people after four years of having this generation of consoles, people are like, where's the next console? <laughs> like, whoa, <laughs> it's only been four years, guys. Yeah, I remember hearing that. Everybody's like, when's the next Xbox coming out? I'm like, slow the fuck down there, guy. Yeah. I just dropped 500 bucks on this yeah, thing. Right. So. Um, so in the other thing that I want to talk about is the UK is now going to be classifying loot boxes as gambling. This is the House of Lords, right? Yep, House of Lords is legitimately going to be be classifying it as gambling, Woo! and they're going to be setting up regulations in their country for how it can be handled uh, for games like FIFA and stuff like that. This has got EA really concerned because a lot of the times what ends up happening is sometimes laws that are passed like that in the UK end up making their way over the US because the US goes, huh, that's an interesting law we should look into this as well. And that started happening really, really after the UK even started considering uh, talking to EA and they had that whole fiasco come out of like, oh, they're surprise mechanics. So when that came out, listeners, that that was in the UK and the United States senators and, and, and representatives here 
our congressmen were looking at that going, huh, that's kind of interesting that they're looking at that too. And we should probably look at something, uh, you know, looking at this similarly of what's, what's happening there. So didn't the house of Lords bring in testimony from and they family brought, addicts yeah, to parliament. I just, yeah, I was yeah. just about to bring that up. And one of the things that swayed it was the fact that they brought in actual, you know, actual gaming addicts who weren't just addicted to game, but they were addicted to loot box mechanics. And they came in and explained what it was like to have this in their life. And for them, it was very much like gambler's addiction where they, you know, it was always the next thing. Can I get the next thing? Can I get the next thing? I just want to see what the next thing is. And it didn't matter if it was actually something they wanted or needed. They just kept going. They just kept going for it, kept buying more and more. And one guy spent 3000 pounds. He spent a shit ton of money on just loot boxes. And they had him talk about that and it kind of ruined his life. This wasn't like over, over time. Cause listeners, you and I can sit there and say, well, I've spent, you know, 3000, you know, easily $3,000 on all of my equipment in my, you know, in, in my gaming or my video yeah, games over the last, upgrades. you know, over the last generation. But no, that's not, that's not what he's talking about. What he's talking about is he did this in less than a year. He spent 3000 pounds or roughly just to estimate the U S dollar. That's about that's $3,800. You know, that's $3,800. That's a lot. That is a lot for one game. And I think he spent, I think he said he spent that in FIFA. He spent it all on FIFA and he did it in the course of a month. It was a month. In a month. Jesus. Like, yeah, no wonder that ruined your life. You know what they should do is uh, give, uh, you know, companies like EA that want to do the loot boxes thing. You, you have them charge $200,000 for a chance to be able to put loot boxes in their game. And uh, it's like a 0.1% chance. It's, yeah, it doesn't really matter. And then you use that mechanic. money towards your, your, your uh, you know, rebuilding social structure and, and putting it towards charities and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the government go like, you win. What? A chance to win again. What? <laughs> yeah. Just just pay another 200000 and and you might be able to use loot boxes in your game again. Uh, no, what, what EA really does need to implement is... Uh, <clears throat> They need to do a little more checks and balances with it when it comes to their uh, loot box mechanics and make sure that it's closed off to kids. Uh, that's the big, that's really the big thing. And that's the thing that the house of Lords are actually more concerned about is the fact that if this is happening with adults, then this can easily happen with children. And since these games are rated E for everyone, that's where their hang up is. So listeners, I know it's one of those things. Oh, what about the children? It's, it's a legitimate with this. It's a legitimate concern. It's something that is absolutely addictive and can create addictive tendencies. And for kids who are developing, who are literally developing minds, you know, your, your mind continues to develop into your twenties. That's one of the reasons why, even when you turn 18, people who are in their twenties and thirties don't treat you as an adult because you're still going to change. Your personality is going to change. You're going to evolve. But when you're, even younger than that, certain traits like addictive personality and stuff like that can be instilled in you based off of certain activities that you participate in and how it really does chemically alter your brain. Uh, so when kids are exposed to this kind of stuff, that's the, that's their concern is like, well, kids are still developing minds. And if they develop addictive personalities, this is a problem. So the idea is if they can change, if they can one, classified as gambling, it forces EA to go, okay, well, either we put in, in an adult only rating on the game or we evaluate how this, you know, how we have to change our system. And what EA needs to do is remove 
any kind of game, any kind of loot box mechanics from the main game itself. And if they want to have that stuff in there and put it into Ultima Team, you f- you make Ultima Team a download only, whether it's free to play or whatever they want to do, a download only, and it is only for adults. It is adult only content. Yeah, don't make and it you, a game. You you specify it as it is separate from the main game. You like they can even tell you they could even tell you it is separate from the main game. You don't have to own the main game even to have this, if they wanted to. But they have to do come some kind of. Uh, distinction between this is this is e for everyone this is adults only and that's the way around it and i'm uh, listeners I, I really i realize i'm letting ea the evil machine know that there is a way that they can get around this mechanic but i'm doing that because from just a, an analytical standpoint of i'm saying this is how they this is how they can circumvent that and make sure that kids still can buy their fifa games can still place can still play their sports games without participating in this kind of content that's it that's all I'm, all I'm bringing up. Parker, don't worry. IOI doesn't listen to us. I mean, EA doesn't listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, sometimes it feels like that. Like, we'll say so. Like, listeners, I got to tell you, after everything that we told you, like, especially even the uh, the Xbox leaks, I, I have no doubt that that shit will change by the next week. By the time this all posts, it's going to be fucking re- irrelevant and null and void. Why? Because every time we seem to post something, the next week it changes. And we end up having to retract or change any of our information or apologize for getting something wrong. So let's just keep that yeah, in mind. Mondays. We, <laughs> Mondays seem like like information drop days every single fucking time. Yeah, it's it's freaking nuts. So listeners, keep in mind we record this on the weekend before we post. And then when we post, that's why shit changes, and that's why we end up having to change the podcast or we have to go and actually apologize for getting information wrong. So don't be surprised if next apologize. don't be surprised if next week the Xbox the Xbox entry console drops and it's like oh no it's eight times more powerful than the Xbox Series X and you know or some ludicrous bullshit <laughs> where I have to go well apparently I was completely fucking wrong and now I have to apologize to the to our listeners and tell them well this is why I was wrong because I'm an idiot. <laughs> One last thing uh, on the Last of Us two really quick listeners the outrage the, there is not as much outrage. I, I think that the outrage thing over a trans character in the game is being blown out of proportion the same way that uh, there's outrage over Ellie being gay. Uh, most of the gamers don't care. Yeah, I think most gamers care. just literally don't care. And the way that the trans character is handled in the game is not a big deal. It's not even it's not even forcibly, you know, put on you. It's just yeah, kind of not like, virtue signaling or yeah, anything like that. It's just there. They're just there. It's just, just, it's a person. It's a human being. And you're not being told, you know, how dare you, there's no point of like, how dare you use the wrong pronouns with me or anything like that. It's just, it's just a person. It's, it's a like, person. It's like I said last week, I don't understand the rage. I felt like it was handled well. Yeah. Moving on. I think, uh, I think that's pretty much all I have to cover. Miles, do you have anything else to cover? So far, Japan snacks are small, but weird. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot you got the Japan box, this Japan snack box. How long did that thing take to get to you? Oh, man, I, I ordered this. Fuck, I don't know. I think last year. <laughs> it, was pro- uh, you know, it, it was probably stuck on like a, a January, February or something like that. Ship I, that just was in a giant. Crate. That, that was, was giant that was the thing. Like trying to dig through it to get to it. <laughs> I, I ordered it knowing full well that it was going to run into uh, shipping issues because yeah. it was right around the time the whole COVID thing was popping yeah. off, you know, but I was like, eh, I don't care. You know, if it takes three months to get here, no big deal, whatever. And uh, yeah. it certainly did that. Uh, apparently, though, it, it had been waiting on my authorization to ship it by sea. 
instead of trying to fly it to me. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm saying I was it like, had to ship. It had ship by sea. It, it went on a container. What you don't know is the real story is it was on a container ship. It got to the U.S. and they found out that it was actually put into a container ship with Yakuza cocaine in it that was confiscated, <laughs> as well as all of your snacks. And when they sat there, they're like, well, this guy's just got a bunch of snacks in there. Yeah, but what else is in there? <laughs> but uh, I, I've only tried uh, about half of what's in there so far. Yeah, it, it's so far flavor wise, it's not bad at all. Uh, okay, but for any of it to count as like an American sized snack, you'd have to buy like three of them. Yeah, but <laughs> they're smaller people. Generally, yeah, yeah, that's not listeners. Yeah. I'm not being. They tend to eat in smaller portions. Again, I'm just saying that, that generally yeah. Japanese people are are a little bit smaller than Americans, even fat wise. So. <laughs> Unless they're sumo, and if they're sumo, then yeah, they're they're gonna want to they're gonna eat like fly like four or five of them. So, and even then, <laughs> they're probably still only high side of average for Americans. That's true. I will say, I think they really love their salt because uh, a few of these snacks. Oh, yeah, have they been mean soy sauce. Very salty. <laughs> I mean, they, but that could use... be from the sea. I don't know. <laughs> oh, because they, they use soy sauce too, and soy sauce is you know yeah. it's all sodium, so that makes sense. Yeah. They like salty like foods. uh one of the, the one of the bags fish. is is popcorn and it's a uh, uh butter and soy sauce mm-hmm. essentially um it's actually not bad it's pretty good that sounds but good. uh pretty good yeah it's a uh, it's been interesting I don't know if I could technically recommend anybody to get this box just because the site is kind of poorly handled like all loot box uh sites yeah. are <laughs> majority of them are bad. I still remember yeah. the one time I had a, a really box subscription and I didn't see anything for six months. Yeah. <laughs> they have a really hard time uh, fulfilling orders. <laughs> yep. But it's been, it's been interesting. I just wanted to try uh, mostly for the, the Sakura Kit Kats. I haven't, I haven't cracked those open yet. I yeah, let me, you have to let me know. Uh, another one that's really good is uh, German Starbursts. Oh, yeah? Yeah, those are really good. Keep talking. Uh, what are we talking about? The <laughs> I know, yeah, I know authentic German gummy bears are really good. German gummy bears are very good, yeah. And the reason why is because uh, Starbursts and their gummy bears are made uh, similar, similarly, similarly, fucking brain. Um, <laughs> they, they're they made with, uh, instead of using uh, animal gelatin, which is what a lot of American uh, candies use for anything that's got a jelly in it, uh, they use fruit gelatin. It's just uh just has a more of a sweet flavor to it. That and it changes the texture. Yes, it does. I, uh, I Starburst like, Starburst aren't as uh, their Starburst typically aren't as uh, hard when you get them. They're, they're not little, as sticky they're, either. They're a little softer. They don't stick to your teeth as much. Yeah. What were you saying, Miles? I was to say waxy. Yeah. So I find that's but, that's the case with a lot of uh, fruit candy here. Yep. Is you know you you tend to have a lot of waxy uh, candy. Yeah. Like, ah, this isn't great. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Once I get past the wax, fla- the, the wax taste. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, thank you for listening to us. Really do appreciate it. Please go on Facebook. Like us on Facebook. You can't follow us on Twitter anymore because we close our Twitter account because, you know, Twitter's stupid and so is social media. And overall, if we do tell your friends about us. It's pretty much the only way we get around. This is Vargo. This is Josiah. Miles. Anderson. Keep on geeking on. We're out. Telephone 
He was sitting alone in the rain I said, hey young man, what you doing there? And he said, sir, I'm going insane Said, sir, I'm going insane See, I love an American beauty but nobody here understands Then he looked to the sky with resentment in his eyes Said, Lord, why am I in Japan? Oh, Lord, why am I in Japan? Then he told me a story about yesterday when he walked in the search of a friend But nobody came to his rescue And he came to his bitter end He pulled me close and said they all stopped and stared As I walked down the street all alone I said, young man, I know where you're going And young man, I know where you've been For I've been in this land for a lifetime, it seems And I'm never to come back again No, I'm never to come back again Again, again, again So I turned and I gave him my blessing And I left him alone in the rain But I had to just stop and laugh at myself Still nobody knows my Don't